Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. my daily bread everybody this is my daily bread sing it one more time this is my daily bread this is my daily bread your very word your very word spoken to me to sing it again this is my daily bread everybody tell the lord this is my daily bread wherever you are tonight testify and say this is my daily bread sing your very word your very word spoken to me Spoken to me. Now lift your hands and tell the Lord, and I am desperate for you. Without you, I'm lost without you. Sing again, I'm desperate for you, and I without you I've seen Lord that I'm lost I'm lost without you I can say tonight I'm desperate for you I'm so desperate for you my Lord I'm desperate for you without you Without you, Lord, I'm lost. 
else without you I could make my way anywhere Cause I'm lost without you I feel so lost without you Leading me, guiding me, Jesus I'm lost Oh, and I could sing again My life is hopeless without you I'm desperate Try without you doesn't turn out well. I'm desperate, Lord. I try so hard sometimes to make it without you. I'm desperate for you. After trying all I can, I can say that I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. Oh, now I know. Yes, Lord, we thank you tonight. We have discovered for ourselves how lost we are without you. We have come to the awareness that without your presence, without your word, without your grace, without your mercy, life doesn't go well for us. And that is why we can say that we are desperate without you. Tonight, oh God, we know that there's a word in season that you have for us. Let that word come forth. Because we recognize it as our daily bread. Let your spoken word bring life unto us. Bring understanding wisdom and direction into our lives. I thank you, Father, that everyone under the sound of my voice will be blessed by your grace and by your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say amen one more time. Then clap your hands for Jesus and give him thanks. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. It's good to be with you tonight. This is our midweek service called the Times of Impartation. And it's a blessing to be able to bring the word of God to all of us. God bless you if you're physically present here. And God bless you if you're watching online and God bless you if you watch later on whichever one it is may your life be tremendously blessed in Jesus mighty name Amen two weeks ago I started sharing with you about the parable of the sower tonight I'm doing the concluding part of this parable and I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles with me to the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 8, reading from verse number 4. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. The parable of the sower, part 2. One day, 
Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil. The seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. But I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so, they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Thanks be to God is the correct response. So this, my friends, is the parable of the sower. And the central decisive point of this parable is this, that your response to the word of God is dependent on the condition of your heart. How you respond to the word of God depends on how your heart is. 
and the fruits you bear is really the only evidence of the impact of the word of God on you. What this means is that when we see the fruits you bear after you hear or receive the word of God, we can now tell whether the word of God had any impact on you or not. So the fruits you bear is the only evidence of the impact of the word of God on you. The central decisive point of this parable, therefore, is that your response to the word of God is dependent on the condition of your heart and the fruits you bear is the only evidence of the impact of the word of God on you. Can I have an amen? Now, Jesus spoke this parable. He had a meeting and there were a lot of people present. And then he shared this parable with them. It's a parable that I'm sure everybody present could relate with or could relate to. Because the people of Israel, you know, at that time were predominantly farmers. So they understood the concept of planting or sowing and reaping. They understood it very well. So this was something that they could relate with. And so Jesus gave them this parable. And later on, when he was with the disciples, he explained into details what the parable meant. Along the line, or before he met with the disciples and gave them the explanation, he made a curious statement and said, those who have ears, let them hear. Or anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And I've explained to you before that yes, generally speaking, all of us have ears. But some ears can hear and some other ears refuse to hear. And I'm sure that many of us can relate with this. When you were growing up as a child, your mother called you and you pretended that you hadn't heard. But you had heard. Because you knew that that call meant that she's going to send you or work has come. So you pretend that you have not heard. Not because you don't have ears. You have them. And you could hear. But you acted as though you couldn't hear. And sometimes that is what people do. They don't want to respond in a certain way and so they pretend as if they cannot hear. Now Jesus was drawing attention to two broad categories of people you can find where the word of God, the kingdom of God, 
the instructions of God are concerned. There are those who have ears to hear. They are eager to hear. And they, they have a certain attitude towards the word. Or towards the kingdom of God. Or towards the instructions of God. And deep inside them, they want to carry those instructions out. They want to be blessed by the word. They want to run with the word. There are people like that. Then there are those who reject the things of God. Reject the kingdom of God. And so when you speak to them about the kingdom of God, although they have ears, they refuse to listen. And they refuse to understand. And there is a point you get to with this attitude. Where now God will not try to reach you anymore. And that means that the next thing awaiting you is judgment. And when you get to that point, that is where this statement will be made concerning you. That anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And those, and in other words, those who have ears and they don't want to hear, they shouldn't hear and they shouldn't understand. They should stay there. In fact, Jesus went on further and said that I am preaching in parables for some people. The reason is because the scriptures must be fulfilled. Where it is said that when they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. In other words, there's a point that you can get to. If you have a bad attitude towards God, towards the kingdom of God, towards the things of God, if you are rebellious, if you, if you don't believe, if you are an unbeliever and you reject God and you reject the things of God, there is a point that you get to where God will not try to reach you anymore. And the only thing that is awaiting you is judgment. And so you will not be spoken to in a clear way for you to understand what is being said because judgment is what is awaiting you. May we never come to that point in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I have an amen from somebody? Now, this parable is very important because every time we gather to hear the word of God being preached or taught, this parable is played out. And so, Sunday after Sunday, weekday after weekday, or wherever the word of God is being preached or being taught, this parable comes into play. There are three important elements in this parable. There is the seed. Everybody say the seed. Then there is the sower. Everybody say the sower. Or you can refer to him as the farmer. That's the second important element in this parable. And then the third important element in this parable is the soil. Everybody say the soil. So these are the three significant elements in this parable of the sower. And two weeks ago, I went on to explain a few things to you, gave you a few revelations and a few important lessons from the parable that the first thing you need to understand is that the seed that you find in this parable is the word of God. Everybody said the seed is the word of God. 
Say it again. The seed is the word of God. So in the parable of the sower, that talks about the sower going to plant seeds. The seeds in this story represent the word of God. The good news about Jesus. The good news about the kingdom of God. Second lesson, the sower or the farmer represents anybody who proclaims the word of God. Or anybody who shares the word of God. Anybody who preaches the word of God. Anybody who teaches the word of God. That person is the sower in this parable. Hallelujah. So, when you come to church. And I stand here to share the word of God with you. I am a sower. When you walk through town. And you hear somebody blasting loudly, preaching, using a megaphone, or speaking through a microphone and a set of speakers, speaking the word of God, that person is a sower. When you go to your friend, your colleague, your family member, and you're sharing the word of God with that person, you are the sower. You represent the sower in the parable of the sower. When you turn on your radio, you turn on your television, and you hear anybody preaching the word of God, sharing the word of God, take note that the sower is at work. So the seed is the word of God, and the sower or the farmer represents anybody who disperses God's word or who shares the gospel message. Hallelujah. There are four types of soils or grounds that are mentioned in this parable of the sower. What do they represent? The four types of soils or grounds represent different types of hearers and the condition of their hearts. The four types of soils or grounds represent the different types of hearers and the condition of their hearts. Amen. The fourth thing that I said to you, and I think that they are putting it up on the screen, the different types of soil also reveal different levels of receptivity to the word of God. The soils, the different types of soil in this parable reveal different levels of receptivity to the word of God. What do we mean? Simply this. That when the word of God is preached or taught, there are different ways that people receive the word. Or there are different ways people react to the word. Some receive it. Others have doubts about it. Some outrightly reject it. So the four types of soils in the parable of the sower represent the different types of hearers and the condition of their hearts. And it also represents the different levels of receptivity to the word of God. How people respond to the word of God is also revealed by the four different types of soils. Hallelujah. 
The next point that I made to you, and I'm running through them before I round up on, on, on this parable of the sower. Your receptivity to the word of God, how you receive the word of God, is dependent on how well you've been prepared to receive God's word. Your receptivity to the word of God is dependent on how well you've been prepared or how well you are prepared to receive God's word. I explained to you, ladies and gentlemen, that whenever you come into the presence of God, whenever you come into the house of God for a church meeting or a gathering, it is important that you come prepared. Because if you don't come prepared, you will not be blessed. And you are likely to go back home the same way you came. This explains why many times people come to church, come to the house of God, and they go back and it's, it's like they were not blessed. There was no impact. There was no change. There was no transformation. One of the reasons why this happens is because when people are coming, they don't come prepared. And when you don't come prepared, you will not be blessed and you will not receive well. So that is the point that we are trying to explain here. That your receptivity to the word of God is dependent on how well you've been prepared to receive God's word. And that preparation is done, number one, by the Holy Spirit and it's also done by yourself. So I'll recommend to you that anytime you are coming to church, develop a habit of praying and saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as I'm going to church, as I'm going for this meeting, please help me to hear, to see, to understand, and, and to assess everything that God has prepared for me. Help me. Because the Holy Spirit is the helper. Where the Bible refers to him as comforter, another meaning of that word comforter is one who has been called to aid us or to help us or to assist us. And I am totally convinced that without the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand the word of God and we cannot relate with anything that we are told. So the Holy Spirit makes a lot of difference. Can I have an amen from somebody? He gives us a deep understanding and he helps us to appreciate what God is saying to us. So when you pray a prayer like that, you are preparing before you come into the house of God. And once you prepare in that way, by the time you're leaving, something would have happened to you and a certain impact would have been made on your life. Can I have an amen from somebody? But it doesn't take just the Holy Spirit. You yourself should be prepared. You should have a certain mindset. You shouldn't just come into the house of God with a tired, you know, demeanor. With a, with a tired look. With a bored look. With a look of, I can't wait for the service to end. I hope that today the pastor's anointing will not come so strongly that instead of closing at 8.30, you close at 9.30. It shows that something is not correct. You don't just walk into the house of God with a slouch, with a, with, a, with, with, with a look of somebody who doesn't see that I'm going for an important meeting and I'm going to meet the Lord. 
you need to prepare and speak to yourself and tell yourself that as I'm going into this service, I'm trusting that I'll be blessed. As I'm going into this. Look, there are times that when you're coming to church, if you think about the long day that you have had and how tired you feel, as you are coming, speak to yourself and tell yourself that by the grace of God, I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be receptive. Because when you are very tired, it, it affects you. And when you come to church and you don't psych yourself up. So, so a very important part of your preparation is to psych yourself up as you are coming into the house of God. You must psych yourself up. Tell yourself that I'm going to meet the Lord. I'm going to hear the living word. I'm going to hear wisdom. I'm going to receive something that can change my life for the better. And I must be blessed. So I'm coming into the presence of God prepared. As part of your preparation, you come with your Bible, you come with your notebook, you come with your pen, or you come with your tablet. You come with the mindset of, I am coming to be blessed. I want to be blessed. And those who come into the presence of God with such an an outlook, or with such a level of preparation, they are the ones who are blessed at the end of the day. And they are the ones who receive the word of God well. But those who are not prepared, when they come to church, they come and yawn. They come and sleep. And the yawning and the sleeping is a message of, I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready for whatever is coming my way. Last Sunday, it was left with small. I almost faced a, 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 a lady in church. Because her head was bowed, her handkerchief was on her face. But I I realized that she was quite new. So, I didn't let myself come. You see? So, when you you meet a situation like that, you begin to wonder whether this person will be blessed at the end of the day. Not prepared. So, your receptivity to the word of God, as I'm preaching right now. So, for example, there are those of you who are watching me now. Are you prepared? Have you told yourself that I cannot be physically present? But right there in my room, in my living room, in my hall, in my bedroom, in my kitchen. I don't know why you're receiving the word of God in the kitchen, but you will just take it like that. Are you prepared? Have you prepared by telling yourself that I am in a service? The word of God is being preached. I want to be blessed. So yes, you are in your room. But are you prepared? Are you? Because if you are not prepared, you will not hear anything that is being said. And you will not be able to receive well the word of God. That is why this point is a very important point. And I told you the other time. That if you have such a mindset, no matter who is preaching, and no matter what is being preached about, there is by all means something that you will pick before you walk out of that meeting. I'm telling you. Yes, there are some preachers, it's very difficult to listen to them. I mean, I have seen preachers like that before. But I've also come to see that whether I will benefit from what they are saying or not, actually does not depend on them. It depends on me. It depends on me and the extent of my preparation to be blessed. So get this point very well. Every time you come to hear the word of God, 
you can be blessed. You can be blessed. But it depends on you. And it depends on your level of preparation. Hallelujah. Number six. The yield or fruitfulness of the soils in this parable is not dependent on the scales of the sower or the quality of the seed. It does not depend on the scales of the one sowing. It doesn't depend on the quality of the the seed that was sown. Because it's the same type of seed that was sown. How come that it did well on some particular ground, but it didn't do well elsewhere? The problem is not the quality of the seed. The issue has to do with the soil. Hallelujah. And you realize that in this parable, the emphasis of Jesus was not on the seed, was not on the sower, but he took time to explain the soils. Explaining the different type of hearing. So the lesson in that is this. That really, if the word of God is going to have an impact on our lives. And if we are going to bear fruits. Anytime the word of God is ministered to us. It doesn't depend on the word. It doesn't depend on the sower. It doesn't depend on the quality of the seed. It doesn't depend on the scales of the sower. It depends on what type of hearer or what type of soil you are. Hallelujah. So now, let's move on and take a critical look at the different types of soils. Because that is the whole essence of the parable. We've established that the seed is the word of God. We've also seen that the sower is anybody who preaches the word of God or ministers the word of God in any capacity at all. Then now, we are looking at the soils. So what are these soils? Which is the seventh point. The first type of soil represents the wayside hearer. Write them down. The first type of soil represents the wayside hearer. Everybody say, the wayside hearer. Oh, say it again. The wayside hearer. So there are four types of soils. And the first type is, or the first type represents the wayside hearer. Now who be this wayside hearer now? Any hearer or anybody who is around when the word of God is being preached. Whose heart is hardened so that the word of God cannot penetrate. That person is a wayside hearer or represents the first type of soil. Amen. So any hearer whose heart is hardened such that the word of God cannot penetrate represents this first type of soil. And we refer to such a person as the wayside hearer. Say it again, the wayside hearer. So you see, I told you in one of the earlier points that the soil represents different types of hearers and the condition of their hearts. And I'm explaining to you that the first type of soil, the wayside hearer, is anybody whose heart is so hardened that the word of God cannot penetrate. 
the word of God is of none effect on the person. And usually there are two things that lead to such a situation. Number one is unbelief. Unbelief. And number two is sin. So two things. What is the first one? Unbelief. And then the second one? Sin. Usually these are the two things that prevents people from receiving the word of God. These are the two things that results in people's hearts becoming hardened. So much so that the word of God cannot penetrate. So the sower as he's sowing the seed, some fell along the path on the wayside. That is where the farmer walks. And what happened is that what what you, you find in that situation is that the ground is hardened because that's where people walk. So the seed cannot penetrate. It is hardened. So at the end of the day, the birds come and eat them up. Look at Luke 8 verse 12 and what it says there. Luke 8 verse 12, the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Amen. Jeremiah 19 verse 15 from the King James Version. Jeremiah 19 15, put it up very quickly. Jeremiah 19, 15. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring upon the city and upon all her towns all the evil that I have pronounced against it. Now the next thing he says there is because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words. They have hardened their necks. So that they will not hear my words. So the first, the, 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 the first type of soil is the wayside soil. And it represents the wayside hearer. And I'm explaining to you that this is anybody. Is there any reason why the scripture didn't come up? You can't find it. Jeremiah what? 15. So, the first type of soil represents the wayside hearer. And I'm trying to get you to understand that such a person, his heart is hardened either by unbelief or by sin so that the word of God does not have any effect. And it's interesting how the devil is mentioned here. The Bible says he comes and he takes away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. One of the reasons why people's hearts are hardened is because the devil is, is, is the one controlling them. And so, when you minister to them, they do not respond. And he hardens their hearts by sin, by unbelief. So, what happens with such people is that they don't have any consciences anymore. They don't feel any guilt about anything anymore. They are ready to argue about anything that you confront them with. They, 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 they do not have any convictions. They do not 
assess themselves honestly. You find people like that. They will argue with you about everything. And when you are ministering, they preach against what you are preaching. They speak against you. Sometimes they murmur undertone. Their hearts are hardened. There is unbelief. They don't believe what you are saying. So as you are saying the thing, they are saying in their heads, Oh, Mali, you are lying. As you are preaching, they say in their home, they are all liars. As you are preaching, they say to themselves that it is not true. There are people who get angry, visibly angry, when you preach to them, when you witness to them. And if you don't take it, they can even beat you. They can even fight you. I, I, I saw a clip the other day of somebody who was preaching. He was standing on the roadside with his team of people. I'm sure he's a pastor and was preaching. And somebody charged on them and was facing them and, and was bored with them and challenging the guy. But this pastor, he didn't back down. He pressed on and told him, it's the devil. It's the devil who is controlling you. And if you don't repent, you will go to hell. Then the guy will say something, would insult and say something. And the pastor didn't back down. Then along the line, something just happened. Because the pastor kept rebuking the devil. And suddenly the guy softened. And before I realized, he had hugged the pastor. The pastor had hugged him. And the pastor led him to pray the sinner's prayer. So the power of the devil was broken over him. And the hardness that was stopping him from receiving initially was softened. And the word of God could penetrate. And anytime we come to church, we see it. Present in the church are people whose hearts are hardened. Such people, when you speak and say, receive it in their heads, they say, receive us. <laughs> receive us. When you say, take it to one, take it to two, take it to three, their response is, take what? They can't relate with anything that is happening because they don't, they don't believe in such things. They don't. And in church, there are people like that. And I, I, as a preacher, I mean, I've been preaching for many, many years. I can see them. When you are releasing prophetic words, they are just there. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. And such people, they'll go away. Nothing much would have changed in them. Can I have an amen from somebody? And I'm saying that there are also people who have been so hardened by saying that, I mean, it doesn't have any effects on them anymore. There's no, they don't have any feelings of guilt at all at any point in time. When you get to that point, then you are like, the, you, you are the wayside here. So we find them in the church. The second type of soil, number eight, the second type of soil represents the shallow hearer. Everybody say the shallow hearer. The shallow hearer. Say it again. Now, who are we referring to? This is any hearer or anybody who is around when the word of God is being ministered whose heart is not deep in the things of God. That's the shallow hearer. His heart is not deep in the things of God. 
So that person is a surface type of believer. On the surface he's a believer. But he's not deep into the things of God. Verse 13 of Luke chapter 8. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But they don't have deep roots. They believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. So they are not deep. They are not deep. And Jesus in narrating the parable says that some of the seeds fell on rocky ground. So, the, 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 the seeds germinated alright. But the roots are not deep. The roots are not deep. So, very soon, they, 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 they just, you know, wither. And they, 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 don't, they don't grow to bear any fruit. So, the, the second type of soil represents the shallow hearer. Anybody whose heart is not deep in the things of God. And anybody who is just a surface type of believer. You know, in church, every Sunday, you will find some of such people there. Or anytime the word of God is preached. In the congregation, you are likely to find the shallow hearers. We are not deep. In the things of God. Now, the thing with these people is that sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, when the word of God is being preached, and, and that's where you can be deceived into thinking that they are very deep. They respond nicely. Preach it. Preach on. You are taking the word. It's a message. It's a revelation. Give it to them. Anybody who says give it to them, usually there's a problem with, with that person. If you say give it to us, that one we can excuse it. So there seems to be a certain joy as the word of God is being preached. They will clap, they will shout, they will stand up, they will lift their hands and they will do all those things. But if I've been around for some time and I've also seen that that thing Although it shows, if you like, somebody who is receiving, there are times when it is just a camouflage for shallowness. And some of those people, if you ask them after the service what the pastor preached about, they, they, they don't remember. The pastor, hey, he preached, oh, he preached, how he preached, he preached, pre pre he preached, hey, what did he preach about, oh. I mean, he really preached. What did he talk about? Oh, he, he talked. He said something. And there are people, the only thing they remember about the preaching is the joke or the jokes. That's the only thing they remember about the preaching. And they don't understand that the joke or the jokes are like parables. Supposed to help you to understand the main thing. That's why it's important to be able to correctly interpret the parables of Jesus. You don't just take the parables at face value. So, you know the parable of the good Samaritan. What is the message in it? What is it that Jesus is saying? Yes, you can narrate it, which is good. 
which I guess is one of the reasons why parables are so effective in a certain sense because we remember them. We remember the story. The parable of the rich fool. We remember it. The parable of the unjust judge. We remember it. The parable of the prodigal son. We remember it. The parable of the lost coin. We remember it. The parable of the lost sheep. We remember it. We remember these things. But it's not just remembering them but understanding what it is about. And that is where your depth how deep you are in God is very important. And there are hearers. Because they are not deep in God. And the Bible is saying that when they face temptation, they fall away. So that's what you see. You find people. They seem to be so excited about God, about church, about the word of God and everything. But then when challenges come. When difficulties come. When trials come. When disappointments come, when their prayers are not answered, when the door that they are expecting to open is not opened, when the breakthrough they were expecting does not materialize, then they begin to fall away. The next time you hear the person says, I'm going to Tuba. The next time you hear the person says, I won't come to church again. Because they are not deep. There are people, when they get offended, they, they just fall away. And they don't bear any fruits. Sometimes in church, people will hurt you. People will offend you. People will disappoint you. But if you are deep in the Lord, you do not allow the offenses and the hurts and the disturbances and all those things to take you away from God. And to make you, I, I mean, I have, I have I've encountered people who decide that I won't do anything in the church again. I'll just come to church and go home. Because I, 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 there's too much wahala. Too much palaver. They are always talking about me. They are always gossiping about me. They are always misunderstanding me. They are always misquoting me. They are always rebuking me. They are always saying things about me. That I came to church and when this sister saw me, she did... Mm. She did. Mm. She did what? Mm. And so because of that, you, you, you won't come to church again? Or you won't do anything in God? You won't bear fruits again? There are times when you come across people who are very active, doing well, serving God, doing their best. But then sometimes when they meet some of these challenges, look, a church is made up of human beings. Not angels. Human beings with real human problems. And you yourself, you are one. You are not an angel. You have issues. You have challenges. You have problems. You too, you have hurt people before. You have offended people before. Because of you, somebody did not feel like coming to church. These things are there. And there is no perfect person in the church. That's why we say that the church is like a hospital. Or a clinic. Which is a place where you find sick people with real issues. Somebody's leg is like this. Somebody's stomach is like this. Somebody's face has swollen. That's what you find in the church. People with issues. And all of us have issues. All of us have issues. 
And so when you come into a church, don't be surprised when people hurt you, when people offend you, when you go through challenges, when you go through difficulties. Don't say that I won't come to church again because this person, this, because this person is coming to church or because this person is sitting on the bus that will bring us to church. I don't want to sit by the person for my hair to touch her hair. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing to me. Please pardon my language. But I think the best way I can do is very stupid and very childish. And so with people like that, who when they face temptation, face trials, face persecution, face offenses, face disturbances, they don't bear fruits. The word of God doesn't have any effect on them. They don't have anything to show. And there are people who have been in church for a very long time. They don't have any fruit. It's a sign of shallowness and lack of depth in God and in the things of God. Can I have an amen from somebody? Number nine, the third type of soil represents the worldly hearer. Everybody say the worldly hearer. The worldly hearer. Say it again. Now, who is this? This is any hearer whose heart is so caught up and preoccupied with worldly affairs that he or she is not fruitful in the things of God. Any hearer whose heart is so caught up and preoccupied with worldly affairs that he or she is not fruitful in the things of God. The third type of soil represents the worldly hearer who is any hearer whose heart is so caught up and preoccupied with the things of the world, worldly affairs, that he or she is not fruitful in the grow into maturity. You know, there's nothing wrong with riches. There's nothing wrong with prospering. There's nothing wrong with material wealth in itself. There's nothing wrong with them. But the problem is when you get so caught up in them that you think more about the gifts than you think about the giver. It is God who gives us the power to make wealth. But often when people prosper and when people become rich and when people have money, they are so sucked into it that they don't factor in God any longer. And they put God on the back bench. And what leads them and what drives them and what guides them and what inspires them and what makes them happy in this life are the gifts that God bestows upon us. So there are people who don't bear fruit in the house of God and they are in the church. And the reason is because they are worldly hearers. The cares of this world. What are some of the cares of this world? To be able to put food on the table. To be able to pay the water bill. Pay the electricity bill. To be able to pay your rent. To have a place to lay your head. To get married. To have a child. These are the cares of this world. And it's not a problem. It is part of this world. But when you are so caught up and engrossed in attending to the cares of this world so, so much so that you don't really have a certain 
kind of time for God and the things of God and you don't bear any fruit, then that is where we have a problem. The cares of this world, the riches, then the pleasures. There are things that we like. We like to eat. We like to drink. And that thing, these things, the pleasures, we like to sleep. We like to rest. We like to have sex. We like to blow time. We like to sit behind television and watch series of Indian soap operas translated into key for us. And you don't want to miss any. And these things, they choke the word of God in you. And so you don't bear any fruit. You don't. And, and, there, are, and, and there, there are believers like that. So because of the curse of this world, because of the riches of this world, because of the pleasures of this life, the word of God doesn't have any effect on them and so they never bear fruit. May God deliver us from this situation. And then the last type of hearer represents the fruitful hearer. Everybody say the fruitful hearer. Now, this type of hearer is one whose heart is sincere. He wants God. She wants God. He or she is looking for God. This type of hearer is somebody whose heart is sincere, well prepared, ready to receive the word of God, committed to obeying the word and bearing fruits in the process. So this is a hearer whose heart is sincere, who is well prepared, who is ready to receive the word of God, who is committed to obeying the word of God, and who is committed to bearing fruits in the process. So in verse 15 of Luke 8, and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. And people like that, they persevere in the things of God and they endure in the faith and they bear fruits at the end of the day. This is the fourth type of hearer. And this is the best type of hearer there is because this is the type of hearer who produces fruits. Some produce 30, some produce 60, some produce 100. But when you see any child of God, any believer who is fruitful, then you are looking at somebody who is the fruitful hearer. Somebody whose heart is looking for God, who is sincere. He may not be perfect, she may not be perfect. He may make mistakes, she may make mistakes. But their heart is sincere. It's like, I want to serve God. I want to be useful to God. I have challenges, but I want God to use me. And that person is, receives the word of God with a certain eagerness, with a certain expectation. That person is receptive to the word of God, is prepared for the word of God. And such a person produces fruits at the end of the day. This is the fruitful hearer of the word of God. And ladies and gentlemen, every time we gather, like we've gathered today, whether physically or the some who are watching online. There are these four types of hearers present. 
The question is this. Which type are you? And that is the question I want to leave all of us with. Which type are we? The wayside here. The shallow here. The worldly here. Or the fruitful here. The evidence, I repeat again, that you are receptive to the word of God is by the fruits that you bear. Fruits of good behavior, good attitude. Fruits of relating well with people. You are not cantankerous. You are not quarrelsome. You are not always finding faults. Fruits of winning souls. Bringing people to the house of God. Fruits of helping out in the, in the house of God. Fruits of joining in, in church activities and programs. These fruits are the sign that you are the fourth type of hearer. May God deliver us from being wayside hearers. May he deliver us from being shallow hearers. May he deliver us from being worldly hearers. And may he by his spirit help us to become fruitful hearers. Bearing fruit to the glory of his name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Rise to your feet and let us pray and close. Thank you Father for today and for tonight and for this service. And thank you for your word that has come forth. Our desire from this word we've received is to be fruitful hearers. To be hearers who are eager to receive your word. Who are well prepared to receive your word. Who are sincere. Who like you. Who want you. Who want to actually do the right thing and be pleasing unto you. May we be that type of hearer. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as we resolve to be like that, may we produce a lot of fruits that will bring glory unto you. I pray that you deliver us from being some way hearers in your house. May we not become people who are so hardened by unbelief, hardened by sin. May we not lose that softness of our hearts in the name of Jesus. May we not become people who when we face trials and temptations and persecutions and difficulties, when we are offended or hurt, we fall away and we don't produce any fruits. May we not become like that. May we not become hearers who are so trapped in our desire to meet our needs. To pursue the cares of this world. To pursue riches. To pursue pleasures. So much so that we don't bear fruits for you. Deliver us from all of these. And help us by your spirit to always be prepared to be blessed. Anytime we come into the presence of your word. I give you thanks and I praise your name in Jesus mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. God bless you. You can clap and, and give thanks to the Lord.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.